what's up? I'm Q Harrison Terry, rocking in live with the NFT QT podcast. I have my co-host Ryan Calgary with me. Ryan, what's good? Hey, hey, hey. We, uh, we got a special episode today, that's for sure. We definitely have a special episode. We have the founders of X Tingles. We talked about it, Ryan. We did. And we had to get them on the show. We, we promised everybody that we'd give them on the show. We did make that promise. And it was, it was one that was hard to fulfill because I feel like these two people were not easy to track down. Oh, no, not no, at all. Yeah, we had, to, we had to do a little ASMR just to get, get them to, uh, <laughs> you know, talk to us because they were like, NFTQT, the fuck is that? Well, you know, we, we, we pronounced the X and X tingles a little bit too loud last time. We uh, had to bring it down a couple of notches. Oh, you know, we, X we did? Tingles. It's X tingles or is yes. it X tingles? Hey, Andrew, Andrew, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Marcus, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Welcome to the NFTQT podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks so much for having us on board. Yeah, no, thank you. So did we did we say it right on the first episode? The the listeners want to know: is it X tingles or is it tingles? It's X tingles. And do you have to say it like Ryan said? Does it have to be real spicy, like X tingles? Well, uh, if you notice, it's all lowercase. So we give people the option to speak it gently. Got it. Tingles. Ryan, yeah. what do you think about that? How are you going to say it? You know, I, I kind of feel like I want to work at the X Tingles office. I feel like it's a very calm environment. Like I feel like mm. it, it'd be a nice, easy workspace. No drama. I don't believe that. Every startup has drama, craziness. <laughs> They're trying to get traction, probably venture capital <laughs> money. Guys, tell us what, what, what's that been like? You're a startup in the NFT space, which is just booming right now. Mm. Right. So I'm going to just a little uh, backdrop here. So we started off at uh, this year, March. Originally, we thought about building this marketplace for sounds. And um, further, after a few discussions, we want to narrow things further to focus on therapeutic sounds. And this friend of mine just said, hey, have you heard of ASMR? I was like, what's ASMR? Like, this acronym is just, I, I think I've seen this somewhere. And, and then um, I went on YouTube and started searching. And there's, oh, okay, so I know, I've always experienced ASMR. So ASMR, the full acronym uh, is uh, Auditory um, Sensory Meridian Response, right? It, it, it kind of categorizes sounds that are soothing, relaxing, and help you with sleep. And on top of that, uh, I think most people are really used to hearing whispers uh, kind of on, on, on YouTube and people playing with different sorts of objects, like with slimes. And also um, we've heard about like these Korean, you know, influencers doing all sorts of mukbang, eating out food and, and some people just really have this enjoyment listening to these sounds. Right? And uh, so that was the beginning of this uh, journey as we figured out that, you know, why not build a marketplace focused on highlighting, spotlighting this, these artists? Because if you think about what's been going on is uh, ASM artists, so ASMR term, this terminology just surfaced in 2010 year 2010 and uh it's relatively kind of underground you know slowly people you know are getting to take notice but there's a lot of commercials advertisements you see today that actually incorporate a lot of asmr components i think that uh even in beer commercials you know you know how they open up these cans and these bubbles and the sound of the cup as it pours in that 
the gulp that you drink in, that's ASMR. Right. And but, 20, 2020 was a major year for ASMR, wasn't it? Like yeah. I, I, I kind of saw all the data and stuff on it. And I, I mean, different, different marketplaces that people were selling ASMR on and YouTube, like it was like 600% up or something. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think that uh, it's, it's been a crazy um, growth, uh, I'd say. And interesting enough, uh, ASMR started, you know, around, around about the same time when Bitcoin started. So uh, I think there's some parallelism there. Um, I'm I'm really excited for um, you know what's been happening uh, here at Extingles, and namely kind of we are constantly working with all sorts of ASMR artists. And this coming September, we're gonna line up with some really exciting drops for the first time. So just to kind of uh, fast forward to what happened very recently. At the beginning of uh, August, uh, we were invited to Dapper Labs' uh, first virtual event, uh, first Mint Festival. And um, we got the opportunity to do a collaborative uh, ASMR NFT drop with Blockto Wallet. So Blockto Wallet is the uh, largest uh, blockchain wallet provider for Flow blockchain. So I think most people are really used to NFTs on Ethereum blockchain. Right. Yeah, but we're building on Flow this time. So, so did you you started on Flow, or did you start on Ethereum and move to Flow? Well, um, we've we've always started with Flow. Got it. Got it. Got begin it. With cool. Yeah. And so this for largely the listeners that are listening, they're, they're you're hearing Andrew talk. There's also one other creator, uh, Marcus. What what's your role at, at Extingles, and, and and what brought you to this? Like why? Why did you decide to dedicate some time out of your life, especially during 2020 and now? Yeah, um, so my role, um, I'm a producer at Extingles. So kind of like my tasks, it's kind of like overseeing um, the production of like art pieces from conceptualization stage all the way to, you know, through the execution and uh, eventually to the drop date. Um, and like my background is I'm a motion, I'm a motion designer and a graphic designer. Um, and I think like, um, as with many other artists, um, that I've spoken to, um, on this project, it seems like there's a lot of like creative, um, potential and room to explore. Um, cause it's such an interesting niche. Like if you think about it, like, right. you know, NFTs, like, um, you know, like when, 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 when it kind of like started happening, a lot of visual artists, they were on board and, um, you know, like visual artists, they were already creating, right. uh, art pieces for their, just to post on Instagram or like self-initiated projects. But when this whole NFT thing came along, they were like, well, we're already making this for fun. So we could actually just sell it. So a lot of these artists were on board. No, no, um, no. that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, like, I want to break down a few things. One, like niche, right? What is a niche project? I think Extingles is a great example of that because the ASMR subculture it's it's growing astronomically. What does a growing community look like? Well, if I go on Google and I type in ASMR, I'm sure you all as the founders know this, uh, there's 1.7 million monthly organic searches for ASMR. And it's not a competitive topic, which is which is crazy in the sense that like, you know, you would think that anything that had this much demand, everybody would be pouring into it. And some of the people that are in the space, I'm sure as you you both know and can speak to, they're largely just creators, creators that know how to make ASMR sounds, but they don't, they're not looking, like they're looking to monetize through YouTube videos and Twitch. They're not necessarily looking uh, 
to NFTs. You know, I was when I was looking at the ASMR creators, um, I largely found a lot of them on Cameo. That they, those were the ones that were like really getting personalized with it. And then you can obviously subscribe to some people on Patreon and uh, Fiverr, et cetera. But and even on Patreon, like the largest creator was only doing about 10 grand a month in subscriptions, which yeah. is like when you're thinking about NFTs, it's like, damn, that's that's traded every second on OpenSea. No, that's 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 actually a valid point. I guess, Andrew and Marcus, what's your take on like just working with creators and like telling them about the possibilities of NFTs and how, you know, last our last episode our one of our last episodes, we talked about the whole concept of, you know, you can be a creator in the NFT space and only have one or two uh, true supporters. And that might be able to take care of you. And that might be enough for you to just be a full time creator. Uh, what is your pitch to ASMR artists and just people thinking about, you know, joining the NFT wave, but doing it in a way where they, they look at different niches? Yeah, it's it's so interesting because when you think about it, it's like there are bands and um, musicians that are releasing music as NFTs. But when I when we speak to like ASMR artists, like majority of them, they have no clue what um, NFTs are, um, and which is so interesting because like what you said earlier, um, you know, their primary fan base is uh, mainly on YouTube or like Patreon or like Twitch. Um, so after kind of like speaking, speaking to them and kind of like chatting about what NFTs are and kind of like how um, ASMR can have like potential in this space, um, they kind of like get really excited. And essentially, it's just, it's just kind of like another outlet for them to like reach, um, I guess, kind of like a broader fan base and kind of like sell um, their work in like a different way um, and, and, and kind of like reach out to people, you know, like it's just another avenue for them to reach out to more people. Um, and they're also very interested in kind of like the creative um, potential in this space because a lot of the art pieces that we've been speaking about, um, we've been like pairing them up with like visual artists and kind of like collaborating and kind of like I'm overseeing this whole process of them like developing the art pieces. So there's a lot of good ideas that, 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 that yeah. you know, like comes around between the visual artists and ASMR artists, which is very interesting to see. For sure. So for a listener that's just joining us and they, they're just kind of figuring out, you know, what ASMR is and then now they know what NFTs are because of the show. What is an ASMR NFT and what does that collection look like? Yeah, so I think, um, let's speak about like ASMR first. So ASMR, I guess like traditionally people kind of like use it. Um, they get they get some sort of like sensory pleasure from it. So they listen to it to relax or to sleep. Um, some people like play in the background while they're working or something helps them focus, helps them calm down. Um, so it's kind of like taking that. Um, so all these ASMR NFT, so ASMR art pieces, right? They all stem from... Um, the ASMR recording. So depending on the ASMR artist that they're working with, um, each ASMR artist has their kind of like own style that they bring um, to the table. And essentially the visual artist's job is to kind of like visualize um, all these sounds and, and, and kind of like interpret it in a way that kind of like holistically visual and sound, it makes sense. So um, let's say if a, if, a, if a person purchased like a ASMR NFT, right? They can kind of like appreciate it without looking at the visuals, but then, um, you know, kind of like just listen to it on loop. Um, but they can also just see the whole art piece and appreciate it as a whole. Got it. Um, it to, yeah. to stop you there. So like, I mean, let's say you buy a Ting, right? And, and that's the NFT. Uh, how am I able to differentiate Ting 1 from Ting 2 or Ting from person A versus person B? 
like, cause it's just traditionally the, the wave file when I make an audio NFT. So do you have like a visual component or an album cover per se? Do you mean, do you mean like in the wallet, how it's differentiated yeah, yeah. in the art pieces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the wallet. Yeah. I guess like visually each art piece is going to be different. So, um, it's essentially like an animated, um, loop, um, a video that kind of like plays on for a couple of minutes. Uh, and it's going to be different, like depending on which, I guess, which, um, art piece it is. Got it. Got it. Ryan, you got any questions on that? Um, I mean, I personally, like I listened to a few ASMR videos in my day and I, for whatever reason, I don't get like the sensation that other people do. So I'm like kind of curious, I guess, like what's like the collector behavior you guys are kind of looking at? Is it, are there certain, like you guys call them tings? This is what you guys are kind of calling them. So we'll, we'll, we'll stick with that lingo. Is there, do you anticipate that there's like certain tings that have like a good response to somebody and they're going to want to collect that because then they get to own it versus just like, you know, having to go find the file, replaying it, yada, yada, yada. And then also like, what's like the length of a ting? Is it, can it be as fall as like two seconds or is it, I mean, what are we kind of talking about? So we've created a constraint around this because um, typically people associate ASMR with hourly long videos of yep, exactly. same artists doing repeated actions here and playing with the microphone of sorts. Um, but we really kind of narrow it down to just maximum 60 seconds of audio visual loop. Mm, gotcha. Um, it could be shorter than 60, but uh, it, ha- it cannot go over 60. Right. So that was the constraint we've, you know, we've, we've kind of laid down early on in the beginning so that everybody follows the certain standard. Yeah. And then uh, in regards to personal preferences, I think, you know, here's where we are focusing on in terms of our target, targeted audience here. So there is the ASMR community, right? That's one market sector, right? And there's the NFT collectors. That's another market sector. And NFT collectors, we have people from Ethereum. We have people from all sorts of different blockchain, all sorts of different personal reasons, all sorts of perhaps speculation involved. And the third market interest is the flow blockchain users, because after all, we're built on flow blockchain. So uh, given that we're in, although we're in a niche of ASMR, right, but we put ourselves within this intersecting market interest of ASMR, NFT, and flow, right? And with that said, you know, uh, whenever we do work with an artist, you know, be it an ASMR uh, individual out there, which is kind of, we want to understand about uh, how many of their follower follower base will be interested to take this special trip to download their first ever blockchain wallet and go ahead and purchase this, you know, this memorabilia, this moment that their favorite artist has created, you know, and then this favorite artist has, you know, we, we've always kind of, um, have deep conversations with all the artists work with and say, Hey, if this were to be like a very personal piece of yours and you can only make it, you know, this is like a very important artwork you want to put out for the first time. How, what would you have, you know, you know, what, what, what would you, how would you express yourself? You know? And then and that's kind of like the basic foundation of how we start conversation. And then Marcus will kind of try to extract more about what kind of, how they're seeing things visually out of this um, 
Got it. You know, cool. Initial, yeah. I, I'd, I'd love yeah. to dive into that more now that you brought it up. So Marcus, maybe this is a question for you. Like when you're thinking through these visuals, like are you, do you want to just re- keep the essence remained on actual ASMR moments? Or like, do you kind of see, uh, allowing creators to kind of tap into what's making NFTs blow up right now, which are like avatar or PFP profile pick projects, um, like crypto punks, board apes, yada, yada, yada. Do you see like kind of a convergence where like, let's say we take, you know, you create an alt punk kind of visual. And then now these punks are like listening to the ASMR. So there's now like an interesting collectible visual, but also like the basis of it is the ASMR that they're listening to, or do you not like, do you want to kind of remain the essence on the ASMR and not get too crazy with like the visuals and stuff? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I think when kind of like when we were doing research um, earlier on trying to figure out what ASMR NFTs could be, um, I think the most obvious kind of like visual style was the satisfying loop stuff that's really popular on Instagram um, and amongst like, a lot of like 3D artists. Um, like that was the most obvious one because it was satisfying to watch. It was kind of like relaxing and calming, which would fare well with the traditional kind of like relaxing, meditative like ASMR sounds. Um, but then after kind of like researching further and speaking to more ASMR artists, um, we found out that like amongst the whole ASMR community, each ASMR artist have their own style and they're not necessarily like relaxing or calming. Like they are some ASMR artists that we're working with that have quite quick and fast, like aggressive um, kind of like ASMR style, um, which is very interesting. There's so many different kinds of style, like subgenres almost. And then um, depending on, I guess, the style of the ASMR artists that we're working with, the visuals um, tend to vary. So um, like what you mentioned, like if there's like a kind of like a profile pic, um, like a crypto punk, like enjoying um, ASMR, um, is that possible? Like, yeah, I think that's totally possible. Like, it, it, and then all, but the most important thing is that it has to stem, the visual has to stem from like the sound. So the sound always comes first. Um, and then the visual idea is like, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like an interpretation of the sound or, or you know, like even, even holistically, like they kind of like can, can form like a separate story. So it, it truly depends on, I guess, kind of like the concept because some of the artists that we've been working with um, the like the ASMR artists will record a sound and then they'll decide on the visuals later. But then there are some artists where both visuals and the sound are kind of like developed concurrently. So it's kind of like a, a self-contained story in a sense. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I guess a, a follow-up question there, because I kind of, now that you're explaining it more, I kind of see how like an ASMR creator is more akin to like a one-of-one artist, like, like a Beeple or an X copy or whatever. Like it's, it's not so much that they're just kind of like, Oh, I'm going to show you, I'm going to tap on a balloon 600 different ways and sell 600 different NFTs. It's like, no, there's probably only going to be one NFT of X creator, you know, tapping on a balloon or, you know, scraping a chalkboard or pouring a beer or whatever. And like, they're very much one of one artists in that sense. Um, like where their pieces are, are, very individual and they don't necessarily link to one another. Right. Um, as opposed to like a collection that we see with 10,000 in a collection. So like, I guess you're very much going to be a curated marketplace for a while. Do you like talk with creators and, and figure out like, Hey, like let's think about what 
a hundred NFTs of yours look like and how we differentiate all these different things. So that people really feel like they're owning a, a one of one piece, as opposed to just a bunch of different sounds. Like, do you, do you kind of like plan in advance with these uh, ASMR creators? I know you have th- I think three that you're going to launch with, correct? So like, do you kind of figure out what is like the one year roadmap look for them and then kind of come back to like the first five pieces? How does that, how does that work? Yeah. So, um, at the moment, you know, um, I just want to say like most of the NFT drops that we are involved with today, especially on the ones on Ethereum where you need to go through a gas war to mint your NFTs, that's like a very high, it's like a very anxious, you know, highly. Yeah, it sucks. Honestly, yeah, it, it sucks. sucks. <laughs> you know, just, it's just like deep anxiety and like deep FOMO and just like, you can't, you don't feel good. And then, and then sometimes you're probably spending like 10 times the amount on gas than the actual minting cost, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just make sure that you can get your transaction through. Um, we thought about this really deeply and says that if we were to pursue the same path, it's actually very counterintuitive for someone who's here to experience, you know, ASMR um, healing effects, you know. Uh, and that said, here's what we would like to, um, here's an assumption that we like to make, which is we like to base our drops around an open edition format in which anyone is given to mint as many as they want in any in within an hourly time frame within let's say for we set it within an hour and anyone can go in and mint at many NFTs they want and we also control the NFT pricing to be something very very affordable and so that people can just you know if they really like the artist they really support it they really like the NFT they can just go in tap purchase you know and then just collect a piece of it, you know, and there's only, only piece of that moment with, within the time frame they can purchase. And this is where we want to really want to test the assumption, right? Uh, we want to test an assumption that on the fact that um, would, would invest, would collectors still would appreciate that we create such a kind of a, a low anxiety, or I, I wouldn't say anxiety, just like a, a more comfortable, a soothing, just like you do it at your own pace, buying experience rather than just typical deeply formal experience right so we really want to test this assumption here so within the uh, coming month with all the drops what we'll be doing is we're going to be uh, launching and um, uh, you know launching with an artist and um, it's going to be an hourly long uh, drop open edition you can go on there within an hour as as many tokens as you want. Um, we're deciding whether the token IDs, the minting numbers would matter. I, I believe that's quite important. So the first one person to mint gets the first edition and the second person is the second and et cetera, all the way, right? And then after this hour, the whole thing closes. Do you think that addition number will contribute to rarity of pieces or I guess follow on, what do you think is going to contribute to the rarity of pieces? Okay, so um, I really want to build upon uh, a few predictions of where I think NFTs are going to go before I circle back to answering kind of what are the utilities and what are the um, 
what are the actual value of these NFTs, right? So here are three predictions that I have, which is, first of all, every smartphone, iPhone, Android, they're going to have its own crypto wallet, most likely a multi-chain wallet, right? And the second prediction is a real user will have their NFT inside their wallet, a real user, right? And the third prediction is NFTs will play an integral role to unlock the possibilities of Web3, right? Um, so Web3 is just essentially internet that's interlaced with blockchain. So in order for you to access content, you need to have your wallet and verify and sign in. And this replaces a lot of you know, emails and passwords for verification purposes. And this is gonna be huge. NFT is gonna play a big role to open up these accesses to metaverse for sure. All right, so bring it back. Where do we see uh, from here? So uh, on the first level of appreciation, it's just the artwork, art visual, it feels good. You know, you can fire up your wallet on your phone and you can just appreciate this audio visual. Maybe it's an affirmation, maybe it's a whisper, maybe it's a sound that you deeply resonate with that makes you feel really relaxed out of the busy day that, that you live in. Maybe that's something that people really appreciate and that, and that, that, that connection they have with NFT is what we would like to explore. You know, everybody has their own, um, own kind of uh, particular things they like to collect. And we're actually gonna explore what kind of particular sounds people like to collect in the, in the context of ASMR. So that's kind of the first level of value that I can kind of conceptualize and, and perceive. Well, the second value would be kind of what are what's going after that, right? What's going after that is we're at, at Extingles, we want to build the gateway or the access in which the same token, right, that these collectors purchases on the marketplace can be used to access unique content created by these ASMR artists, right? Um, to put things in context, right? Um, like, it's, imagine like a metaverse. Imagine like a um, a virtual world, right? And then the favorite artist that you like is performing, uh, whether doing some ASMR performance of haircutting, you know, barbershop, right? You can go out there, experience a very particular barbershop sounds that are very unique, but in order for you to experience that, you must own his or her NFT, all right? So this is kind of like, um, rather than just saying, hey, this NFT is gonna have X, Y, Z uh, of uh, unique value in the future, unique utility in the future, we're just saying um, this NFT that's been released today with this artist um, captures a specific moment. And in the future, this artist will have, will work towards adding more utility so that there is, it strengthens the collector value to it. So that's kind of where we're kind of positioning. We're, we're here to, so we're here to create a, a center stage, a platform for anyone to, any artist, creator to release their ASMR artworks, right? But on top of that, the same ASMR artworks in the form of NFT, we want to enable these artists to create these 
unique access to their own private content in the future. All right. So that's like the the kind of the I'd say the midterm long-term vision like singles. But in, in the beginning, it's just focusing on just the marketplace. It's kind of like the analogy I really want to bring in is like sometimes we, when we have these town hall meetings across the entire company, I would really like to bring in the analogy of how Disney did it. So we all know Disney, Walt Disney, he started out with cartoons, like Mickey Mouse, and he was doing the voiceover and he eventually started launching more cartoons and started launching more merchandises. And then he had a vision of starting his own Disneyland. And he went through a lot of hardships to raise his money, but he was able to put his vision down. And he created Disneyland and he was able to create this very unique experience, right? For people to um, people to really kind of capture this essence of what Disney is about. But after that, you know, he started investing in deeply into movies, you know, entertainment. And then explored to fast forward to now, you know, they, they got into a lot of different real estate, you know, a lot of different international businesses and Disney plus, right? So they, they completely went virtual. So in our, for our instance, we're, we're starting with marketplace in the beginning, but our destination going after is to create this ASMR metaverse, right? And do, our do, furthest destination uh, is to, completely decentralize this curation effort to let the community members take control of what's going to happen for Extingos in the future. That's the farthest vision. Yeah. Gotcha. And speaking on the metaverse part, I mean, I'm sure you're a little bit far away from there, but I mean, is this something where you guys want to build your own virtual world or are you going to buy a plot of land in the sandbox or Decentraland where kind of people are already at? What are you guys thinking on that? So um, I am thinking along lines of building a unique environment. Um, I think that um, I, I think that uh, I think decentralized is great. Crypto box was great, um, and also uh, sand, sandbox is great. But it, it, it isn't. It isn't kind of the. I'd say it. We're, we want to create our own Disneyland, right? In 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 the virtual Disneyland where. Some artist gets to present the art form and artwork, you know, maybe in the form of games, maybe in the form of performances, maybe in the form of just a unique virtual museum, right? But that has not been done yet. But we definitely want to explore that direction, you know, of building our own, very tailored and curated just for ASMR enthusiasts, collectors, artists. Yeah. Got it. Um, I, I only have one last question Q. Um, if you have anything, I'm going to, I want to know, you know, kind of when the marketplace is launching before we get there, Q, you got anything you want to cover? Yeah. I mean, I got a lot, man. You know, we we did the NFT RC show for a second there. And, uh, I want to talk to Marcus a little bit because, you know, Marcus, you're, you're on the creative side. You're, you're dealing with all these creators. You're seeing the, the movement in NFTs, we went from, you know, a lot of lowbrow opportunities. And when I say lowbrow, not that it was bad. It was just like, I think it was low effort because a lot of people were starting to figure out what NFTs are. And that's like when you look at the 8-bit projects and more so the the non like creative, like more so the developer NFTs. Now that you're a creative motion graphic designer, we see, we've seen what that looks like. We saw the Beeple's 
We've saw the people pleasers. We've seen what art and NFTs could look like. How do you, what is your creative direction for Extingles? Like where, where does your mind land when you think about 2021, 2022? I think, I think like, um, so, so that, I guess kind of like what you mentioned earlier, um, you know, the obvious kind of like visual stuff like 3D or like illustration um, or cell animation, even like these are kind of like the things, the kind of like art pieces um, that we've been seeing a lot. Um, But I think like the next thing that um, I'm kind of like interested in and kind of like one thing to look at, is like AI, like using AI to develop like art pieces because, you know, like there's there's a lot of potential in that in terms of like using AI to 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 generate um, a whole range of like different imagery and kind of like curating. So it's become it becomes more of like a curating rather than having to, I guess, like uh, manually design individual art pieces. I think there's a lot of interesting uh, opportunities in that. And also, there was this one other thing that I was reading up the other day. It's by these guys called Disrupt. I don't know if you heard of them. They um, I think they're launching soon, actually. So what it is, it's they're, if I'm not wrong, they're like a marketplace, but they're selling physical and digital products. So you can actually buy uh, NFT and then they'll send like a physical version of that to your house, um, which is pretty interesting. And and that, that whole thing is started up by this guy called Yambo. Um, and they're all designers from the motion graphics community as well, which is very, very um, you know, it's, it's something I'm very interested in. So they, they recently wrote something about evolving art pieces. Um, I'm not sure if it's using AI or a certain level of programming, but what it means is that you buy an art piece and over time it ages. So for example, you think about like a, 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 a plant or something. And then, and then, you know, if you, if you purchase it and then over time it sort of like evolves into like a tree. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of potential in, 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 in that. That could be really interesting. Um, but yeah, those are like kind of like the main things that um, for the future I'm kind of like looking at. Um, but as of now, cu- currently with the ASMR artists that we're working with, like I'm kind of like just more more so like I guess doing more of like a quality control. Like I'm um, keeping yeah, it open yeah. in terms you're, of what what the ASMR artists like kind of like want, but also maintaining a certain kind of like a you're curating. Like a, yeah, curating is exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're curating it. Yeah, now that makes that makes a lot of sense. I think that 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 is one of the key qualities, and I think Andrew, I appreciate you for bringing the curator on and like you know the art side because it's not this isn't a techie industry, right? Like NFTs are one of the few spaces where we're seeing the intersection of art and technology, and we know that intersection is dope. You know, Steve Jobs has already given us um, a few presentations where he talks about the intersection of humanities and technology, and like you know, living at the, the precipice of, of both of those. Uh, and like, I mean, we've seen what, what, what he was inspired by and he brought to light, you know, the iPhone and the iPad and all that good stuff. And I think that like, you know, NFTs are the common person's way of being able to do that. And I think Xtingles is, is a really solid niche uh, NFT marketplace. Um, not because the not because of the fact that I think you guys are just, you know, doing it. I think you guys are doing it with purpose and and, and just really thinking through some of these questions on how we can um, move the ball forward as it relates to, you know, getting different, different groups and genres of people into uh, NFTs. Cause I think that that's something that I don't hear a lot of. I mean, a lot of NFT is just education around the same projects, the same, the same things. And, 
that's not growth. That's just, you know, just recruit, recruiting more people to, to do more of the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting space. I'm very excited to see, um, you know, how things grow and evolve like in the coming years. And I love that you guys did it as a desert, like your kind of your own destination as well, because I mean, in preparation for this, I was, I was searching far and wide to find some ASMR NFTs, man. And I, I can't find many. I found a lot of the, like the oddly satisfying loops that you were talking about earlier. Um, and that was like kind of a no brainer, uh, but like on the actual audio side, not a whole lot. I mean, I think in general, like audio NFTs just have not had the love that they can definitely, definitely deserve, but you know, for the time being, it's, it's like a visual, it's a visual medium, you know, and I think kind of breaking it into different sensory experiences is awesome. Um, and I'm really excited to see how you guys kind of test it out. Cause like, it's going to be some bumps and Rocky, Rocky points in this. Um, I think that the idea itself is really cool and I think it's necessary, but it's kind of like, I'm still, I can tell you guys are wrapping your head around it. I'm wrapping my head around it. Like, dang, like what do people kind of want in terms of like the visual and the audio component here. And how does it, how do you kind of, you know, show an element of the, of, of the ASMR that like, you know, ideally you want people to collect, but also have, have something that, you know, visually stands as like a testament, like, Hey, this is a different ASMR NFT than that one. And that one. And, and kind of like, how do you, how do you visually showcase it to show that like, Hey, this is, this is a unique piece and that's a unique piece. And like, Cause, cause obviously like you want to create brands out of this, right? Like, you know, each ASMR creator has to kind of build their own NFT brand in, in addition to what they've already built on YouTube or Twitch or wherever they've been. And they kind of now have to figure out, okay, for so long, it's been all right for me to, you know, just basically create one thumbnail on YouTube and get people to come watch my video. Okay. How does that now translate to this, this kind of visual medium that we love about nfts um so i'm super excited to see kind of how you guys transition like from the first drop to the next drop and the ones after it um because i think like it you know it, it might be rocky in the beginning but I, I i'm confident that like this idea is solid enough that as long as you guys are kind of continually iterating and figuring out okay what what does that kind of consumer want out of this um because there's there's just nothing out there right now yeah it's it's really interesting because like what you mentioned earlier, um, I think one of the niche that, that, um, that Xtingles is kind of like involved in, apart from like bringing ASMR to NFTs, is kind of like the bridge between visual arts and ASMR. Because there's like, like you mentioned earlier, like kind of like, um, we were also doing some research into like the visual art pieces with ASMR sounds, um, you know, try, just trying to kind of look for like um, um, stuff that, that, visual stuff that could be ASMR stuff. And then there's not much, like there's a lot of like, like what you mentioned, the satisfying loop stuff. And there are some art pieces that sort of hint, like the audio in some visual art pieces sort of hint um, ASMR sounds, but there's never really been like a sort of like a collaboration or like a, a, a bridge between these two worlds, which is visual art and ASMR. So it's kind of like we're, we're trying to bridge like the communities as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I very much think so, that like, you know, this is something that you guys can explore too, is just pairing ASMR artists with established NFT creators. Cause like, I think that, you know, when you just kind of let the ball roll with, you know, some of these, you know, very creative artists, they're going to figure out like what, what exactly can we visually show? Cause like you said, there are, you know, there are a lot of like video loop NFTs that have 
sound in them, but oftentimes it's just like white noise in the background or like a, you know, a screech or something, or just like a very small element that shows like, oh, this is a video with some, with some sound in it, but there's nothing where it's like, okay, the ASMR is the purpose of this, or the sound is the purpose of this. And then like the art's just there to kind of add an additional experience. So I, I love that you're thinking about it as if it is very much a collaboration or a, a confluence of the two. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and in terms of like, um, finding out what the fans want, um, I guess we kind of like have to, um, you know, see, see how things go as we develop, because, um, you know, like I said earlier, like kind of like this, it's never really been done, like this bridge and from the visual artists that I've been speaking to and the ASMR that ASMR artists that we've been speaking to, um, both of them aren't very familiar with each other's worlds. So I'm not sure if that that goes to say for their fan bases as well. So it's a, it's a very kind of like interesting um, territory that we're exploring. I'm keen to see how it unfolds. For sure. Um, I think the last question I have, guys, is when's X Tingles uh, gonna launch? Right. So um, we, we we decided to push back our dates again. Uh, right now we're targeting September 16th, and uh, we're gonna be doing X Tingles. First ever in ASMR NFT drop that's uh, produced by our own production team. So we're we put together something along the lines of um, um, uh, empowerment for women, and uh, I think that Marcus, would you like to kind of share a little bit more about um, what's upcoming for our first drop? Yeah, so our first our first drop is gonna be um an art piece, um, both audio and visual that and the concept kind of like speak towards like uh empowerment and encouragement of like uh you know, like a person to kind of like be themselves and 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 free themselves from um pressures and societal constructs and stuff like that. So um that's what we're thinking of doing for our first art piece. Um and then after that we will start um, you know, with the next few weeks we'll start releasing um, other art pieces from ASMR artists. Cool, cool. Is, do we know who the first artist is? Or are you guys keeping that keeping that secret? We're kind of keeping that secret, uh, okay. just to create a level of suspense. And, For sure. Uh, yeah, but we're 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 you know we're very keen to work with um 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 you know work with we're very keen with, to help kind of. Uh, ASMR artists to have another uh, avenue to express in their artworks and also make revenue as well. Because most of the case right now, um, ASMR artists are really dependent on the YouTube algorithm. You know, you were mentioning um, these thumbnails and how they pick about these thumbnails and go about it. And also, um, you know, they're dependent on like direct sponsorships, but and, and lately, we've kind of been hearing news about people with, uh, on Twitch getting completely outright banned or some of their uh, not safe for work content, such as uh, there has been a few instances of um, artists wearing very little and and, and try to uh, caress the microphone in such a way that it, it kind of trigger kind of um, uh, adultery filter. Um, but for Extingos, uh, you know, we want to set the boundaries here. We're, we're only making PG-13 um, audiovisual content. Uh, we're, we're not going to explore anything beyond that. And so uh, for those who have kids and uh, 
they are more than welcome to participate in our upcoming drop. And we, we want to create a, like a low anxiety, like a not no FOMO kind of a buying experience with that, that are very, very affordable for anyone. And just, you know, every, and then we'll, every time we do these drops, we'll have, we'll dedicate an hour with the artists and we'll be in our discord channel and everybody can just talk about their purchases and, you know, no, no, get to know each other and, and kind of express how they feel about it. You know, just we want to create like a like a friendly, relaxing environment, some sort of an escape for a lot of people, just to come to Extingos and feel relaxed. You know, take a breather and take a deep breath and just let it out. You know, so definitely that's kind of a positioning. Yeah. You guys are, cur- oh. you're curating a vibe. I love it. Um, and no. it's, it's different. I mean, I think you brought up the whole point of like the anxiety of trying to mint a, a popular project, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm in a couple of groups where they just share about upcoming drops and, uh, I get to kind of see who's excited about which drops and I'll hop in those. And, you know, it's oftentimes like a $300, mint fee and then the gas is, you know, 1300 bucks or something. And it's just, it's annoying. Right. And it's like, well, that's not, that's not for me then. Um, but anyways, I thought this was super productive. I loved having you guys on, um, for those who are listening, you can go check out xtingles.com and, you know, learn everything you need to know about what they're, what they're launching and stuff. And, uh, they have their discord linked in there as well. If you want to kind of hop in that community, uh, start talking with some of the other, uh, future tings collectors. Um, with that being said, Q, you want to close us out? Yeah, no, I think, you know, Andrew Marcus, appreciate you all. We'll definitely uh, be syndicating this on the show. And, uh, if you have any questions, let us know. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Likewise.